But anyway, so um, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to, no fear, chuck this. going to hit it right next to the basket. It'll be fine. And I just grip lock it a little bit too much and throw it straight over the water. And it curves back and just goes right into the water. I'm like, okay. Well, it's close enough that we might be able to get it. So we went over and I like roll up my pants and I try to get in the water and have a stick. And I can see it and I pull it, but it's like just not moving enough. I'm like, okay, oh, all right, well... I don't know. All right, so I'm going to step out because the water is very cold. So right. I'm like, I just need to, it like hurts like daggers. So I'm like, just going to take a few minutes to like calm down and go in again. But my buddy, he rolls up his pants and goes in. He's like, I think I can get it. And he comes back out and he takes off his sweatpants and has his shorts underneath and walks back in. But he's wearing his like sweatshirt and his hoodie and his oh, like no. um, toque and everything. And he goes into the water and he's like, oh, I can almost get it. And I was like, just use the stick. He's like, no, I got it. I got it, I got it. I'm going to go for it. I'm like, what? And then he goes under the water oh and God. tries to grab the disc, comes back up, is like, nope, no, I didn't get it. I didn't oh get no. it, but I'm going back. So he leaves, he takes off all of his wet clothes and goes back in in his underwear and grabs my disc and pulls it out and gives it to me. And I'm like laughing the whole time, being like, what are you doing? What is happening? What oh a hero. <laughs> and then the rest of the day was just like him shivering. It's just like, I'm so cold. But like, surprisingly, he threw amazing after that. Like, huh. he just, somehow the cold focused him and he had such a great score. That's the secret. But it was just like, out of the blue, just like dives right into this freezing cold water. Wow. And like, hero move. It was, I was like, thanks man, but like... <laughs> It's just a disc. It's just a disc, but I appreciate it. Yeah. That was crazy. And now I have this awesome story about that time my friend saved my disc from the. I just water. imagine you're like, thanks, man. You take another throw, it goes right in. It goes the right water. back in. The rest of the day, he's like, don't lose that, okay? Don't you dare lose that disc because that. I worked really hard to get that. I was like, I know. That's great. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Arena Regulars podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Jeff. And we are regulars on MTG Arena. Sure are, yeah. Yeah, we play Magic the Gathering online. And drink beer. Well, not online. Uh, yeah. we, we're not playing MTGO. We're no, playing no, no. Arena, yeah. Uh, we, yeah. I don't even know what MTGO is anymore. Yeah, I've never heard of that in my life. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we're playing Arena, um, and uh, we got a good show for you today. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, we're talking about the Zendikar Rising Championship results, yeah. and the results of our Fantasy League, which I think is more important than the results of the tournament, oh, probably. Considerably more important. Uh, there's a lot of people that are really excited about what happened, so um, we'll, yeah. we'll get to, get to do that. <laughs> um, and then later, we're going to talk about the Arena Open this weekend. But uh, before we do that, um, each week, we both bring a beer, we drink our own, drink each other's, and then rate them on a scale of bronze to mythic, and then choose the best for last. So, Jeff, what are you drinking? What's on tap? Well, today we're going to be talking a lot about Historic. So, mm -hmm. in honor of your favorite Historic deck, uh, yes. I brought a beer called Aura. Ooh. So, this is from Omnipolo. Uh, looks like it's made right here in Toronto. It's an IPA, 5.9%. Mm -hmm. And they kind of got me as well with the, right on the box where you grab these cans from. It said rated top 10 breweries in the world. Oh. I don't know if that's true, but it worked but, on me. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it. Nice. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking, um, well, have you heard of black lagers before? Yeah. Do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, did you know that this is the black lager? Oh, wow. Yeah, it says the black lager. Uh -huh. It's from Silversmith Brewing Company, and it's the it's the lager. That's, That's crazy. Black. I feel yeah. like I've had a black lager. No, but is you haven't had the black okay. lager. This okay. is the one. All the other ones are fake. This is the real, huh. this is the black lager. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it's 5%. It's got this cool, like, kind of... Uh, black and silver 
thing going on with like this medallion that kind of has like a lion or something in it. Looks like it's already been rated silver and gold, so our job's done for well, us. Well, there we go. The yeah. World Beer Awards. There. Yeah, it won a, it won a few awards on the back. Silver and gold and winner. So <laughs> I guess that could be a new uh, rating system. Actually, the reason I picked that one up is because someone at the liquor store had written on the little uh, tag, the price tag, and just said, great beer with a smiley face. I was oh. like, I guess I'm grabbing I this one. I trust you, random yeah. person. Thanks, employee. <laughs> It's funny how simple-minded we are, right? It's mm -hmm. just some box or tag tells us the beer is good, so we yeah. buy it. I mean, if I'm just trying to try out new beer, that seems like a pretty good way to do it. Yeah. I do yeah. it with uh, magic, too, you know? Someone's yeah. like, hey, this deck's good. Like, cool. Like, okay, let me check it out. Crafting now. Yeah, done. <laughs> Crafted. Um, but anyway, so we have some magic news this week. Um, obviously, we were talking about the Zendikar Rising Championship that just happened December 4th through the 6th. Uh, and then this Friday, we have the FNM is Historic All Access, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And then the Arena Open is this weekend, December 12th and 13th. Right. Um, we also had the December State of the Game. Uh, there's a game update starting December 10th, which is the day this episode will release. This episode releases on Thursdays. We, we shoot it on um, Tuesdays. So that's why we're kind of talking in the right. future tense. But, but when just, you, if you're listening to this, the game is updated. It just, it just updated. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> or you're listening to this while you're waiting for it to update, because that is the yeah, thing yeah. that happens. Um, and so there are a few changes. Uh, so a lot of changes don't really take effect till January. They're advertising stuff that they're going to come out yeah, with later. Yeah, or different events or things that are happening. So, But nah. the stuff that you need to know for this game update is... One change to how tokens work. Yeah. So there's a lot of problems with Scoot Swarm uh, because the game has to process every trigger of Scoot Swarm and you could just get, I mean, it's exponentially, you could get yeah. thousands. Uh, you're now capped at 250 tokens. Yeah. So if you play a land and you have 250 Scoot Swarms, just nothing's going to happen. Nothing will happen. Yeah. Um, but also, if you're playing a land when you have 250 Scoot Swarms, how did you not win that game no, Just yet? attack. <laughs> just, just attack and win. Um, unless you're playing some sort of Scoot Swarm, Scoot mirror. Swarm mirror. But this actually makes it more interesting, the Scoot Swarm Mirror. It does. Because if you both max out, like you have to have something else in your deck that's going to help you run them over or something. Right. It used to just be whoever you know misses a land drop first. It's just exactly. going to fall way, way behind. But now it's like you have to have that Felidar Retreat in your deck or something. Yeah. Um, so I think it actually, uh, I'm, I'm pro this, this change. Yeah, this is something that they had on Magic Online. I think it was way lower cap than 250. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, and it never really mattered. Yeah. Um, it only mattered for like memes. You just wanted to get as many as you could. You're just trying to like make, take a screenshot that says you have like 2 yeah. million or whatever. But the state of the game was even saying that even if you weren't in a Scoot Swarm game yourself, the fact that another player was playing a Scoot Swarm game at the same time as you would, would affect your game like you would like. Yeah, so that's not cool. Yeah. Right? Uh, so I'm glad that they did that. Um, I was surprised at first, but I'm like, you know, when you think about it... 250 is enough. Yeah, it's enough. As long as it doesn't mean that you, like, if you have a couple treasure tokens, you can only have, like, 238 or something, right. if you have, like, 12 treasure tokens. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, that might be the case. I don't think that's the case, but who knows? I guess we'll find out. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, no, I only have 238 no. scoots. <laughs> my treasures, yeah. Should have <laughs> sacked my the treasures in this yeah. yeah. um, And the other thing that's relevant is that the Arena Cube uh, is coming back, So mm -hmm. and they're adding traditional drafts. So they had best of one last yeah. time the Arena Cube was around, and now they're adding best of three for the same price, 600 gems or 4,000 gold. Yeah. Um, and this is just like a curated collection of cards from 
basically all of Magic Arena. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like historic cards. Yeah. Uh, and you can draft them. That's what a cube is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun. I did it a little bit last time I was around. It'll be back in December. Yeah, I haven't tried it before uh, because it kind of costs more than I would want it to. Yeah. Uh, the rewards aren't very high. If you get, you get to play three matches no matter what. Um, if you go 3-0, and oh, you get 6,000 gold and three um, ICRs, which are fine. The yeah. thing is, you don't get to keep the cards. Right. Um, you should only do this if you want to try cube and cu you think cube is a lot of fun. Yeah, and you're using gold, basically. I did it a few times. It was fun. Decided that was doesn't you know two three times is enough mm -hmm. for me. So yeah, everyone will find their own balance. But. Yeah, um, I probably won't try it because I still am at a point where I'm like I some of those cards I draft I probably would want. You know, right. if you're at a place where you have all the cards that are going to be helpful to you, sure, this could be super fun as a great experience. Yeah. If you're someone like me who hasn't, uh, I don't have all the backlog of everything. Mm -hmm. um, it just feels a little. I mean, I would just want to keep the cards. And, Your you know, 4,000 gold can be better spent. Um, so uh, last week we had talked about a few things that we thought we're, we were excited for this weekend. I had mainly brought up multi-Twitch, yeah. being like, you know what? This tournament is going to be on. It'd be great if you don't get to watch the rounds that you want to watch that aren't on this feature match or whatever. You can use multi-Twitch to watch both of the streams at the same time. Right. Turns out they don't actually make everyone stream the tournament. Actually, no one streamed the tournament, I'm pretty sure. Um that one, I don't think it's all your fault. It, it just wasn't clear whether... Because for the league weekends, all the Rivals players and all the MPL players have to stream every match they play. Yeah. There's just no indication whether or not that was the case for this event. And I think maybe we just kind of assumed that some players would, would yeah, do that. Yeah, I guess I was just assuming that they would have all the, the yeah, MPL and Rivals players stream just cause, to get more people to watch it. But I don't know if it was different because it's a championship and there's challengers and they didn't want to do that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either why. But, but uh, anyway, if you tried to do that, you couldn't do it because I, I definitely tried and I was like, oh, nobody's streaming it. So, okay. um, oops, we'll maybe have to it wait. somehow gave advantage to the non-challenger players or something. I don't sure. know. Maybe... Um, but they will, you will be able to do that for the league weekends. So on the league weekends, you can use multi-twitch to watch right. the players. Um, so that's when we'll be able to do that later. So with, I'm, I'm only half wrong in that one. I guess challengers um, could watch MPL players streams and figure out how they're sideboarding in certain matchups. That's Maybe. true. I guess that would make sense. Um, anyways. Anyway. Multi-Twitch is still a good tip. Yes, it's definitely a tip for this weekend. We will remind you for the next league weekend because yeah. we'll be using that uh, to watch uh, that. Um, so should we get into this? Uh, let's do it. Zendikar yeah. Rising Championship? Yes. All right, so let's go over maybe uh, our fantasy draft. Sure, let's start with the fantasy draft. That sounds good. And then... Uh, That'll give us a, a, a little window into the top eight. And then yeah, we'll go so over do you, uh, you want to read the here. scores there? Yeah. Well, okay, so... <laughs> So I had Paulo mm -hmm. Vitor Damodorosa. Yes. Did very well at eleven and four. Got he, me. So he that's did, he did okay. <laughs> it's eleven. He was fine. That gives me eleven points. I, for an MPL player, he's you know he's okay. Seth Manfield went nine and six, mm -hmm. which is again a really respectable record. And my superstar Andrea Mangucci went eleven and four, good enough for a top eight finish, mm -hmm. and then won three match wins in that top eight, losing only to Autumn. Burchett. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I got him 16 points. How'd your MPL play? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So my all-star, Autumn Burchett, uh, uh -huh. got 18 points for um, getting to the finals, yeah. uh, knocking out um, your best player, uh, Andrea, and uh, getting me 18 points. So that was pretty fantastic. I also had Gabriel Nassif 
and uh, Brad Nelson, who also, they both got 14 points, and they both top-aided. So all of my MPL players top-aided, yep. and only one of yours did. So, um, yeah, that, uh, that felt pretty good. Uh-huh. Yeah, we should have had points for top nine. But anyways. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that would do. Sure, you could have an extra point. Would you like an extra point for top nine? You could have it. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Uh, so, how, looking at rivals, I had yeah. Luis Salvado, who put up a good finish. Ten and five. Ten points for Luis. All right, that's fine. That's good. Yeah, I do like Luis, though. So. Uh, Emma Handy, unfortunately, did not make day two. She mm-hmm. only got three wins. Similar Ben Stark. Didn't make day two. He only got two wins. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. I still love you. Yeah. Um, LSV got nine points, and Austin Bursevich got nine as well. And then Noah Ma, or Noah Ma, actually, hey, Noah, Noah, could you just like tweet me and tell me like how to pronounce your name? That'd be great. Uh, because I cannot figure it <laughs> it's out. It's just spelled differently in a it's couple It's spelled differently places. in a bunch of different places, so I just want to know. Um, but you got three points, but I'm still, you know, I'm, I still got you in my ring. I, I like you. Uh, you didn't make day two, but that is all right. Yeah, you got enough points. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely did. <laughs> From metagame percentages, we both picked Mono Green Food as the top deck. Womp womp. We're both wrong. That's yeah. zero points. To be fair, Mono Green Food was the second top deck. It's true. It was yeah. the second, uh, second to Gruel. And we did say it's going to be one of the green decks that's number one. Yes. It was just it just happened to be Gruel. It happened to be Gruel. Um, so hey, sometimes you're wrong. Yeah. Top performing standard deck, yeah. I picked Demir Rogues. Yeah, that's pretty good. You picked Teamer Adventures. Yeah. The top performing standard deck was Demir Rogues. Yeah, so you got two points for that. 55.3% win rate came in at number one. Yeah, looking at the scores now, it seems like, um, well, picking the players is much more important. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> two points is not a lot. So, but, but I predict that one of these events, these meta things are going to matter. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we should like not change up the points. And plus it gives right. me like, hey, I called the right deck. So I get that, it, at least that. It does feel pretty good. Because the astute listener already knows that you kicked my ass. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what these uh, yeah. meta percentages come out to be. Meta percentage in historic. I picked Sultai midrange. You picked Jun Sacrifice. Yep. Jun Sacrifice was more played than Sultai. But not the top. But wasn't the top. So, so I got one point for that. So you get one point for beating me, but you don't mm-hmm. get the extra point for guessing the top one. Yep. He missed out by one deck, by the way. 37 players, I think, yeah. played four-color midrange, and 36 played Jun Sacrifice. It was... That was so close. Yeah. Either 37 and 36, or 36 yeah, it and was, 35. It was 37 and yeah. 36. Yeah. And Sultai was way down there. Way more people brought four color mid range than Sultai. Yeah. I, I was on the fence about which one to pick and I which Uro deck to pick, I picked wrong. Then the top performing historic deck, I picked four color mid range. You picked Sultai mid range. Those were number one and number two. Mm-hmm. Four color mid range was number but, one. Yeah, so you got two points for two that. Two more points for me. Four color mid range had a fifty seven point six percent win rate, despite being the most played deck. Sultai had 54.3. Yeah. Not only that, there were four of the top eight decks were four-color mid-range. So. Yeah. So that brings us to our grand totals. I had 55 points. Zach, mm-hmm. how many points did you get? 68. Wow. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> when all three of your MPL players top eight, it's going to be... That felt very good. <laughs> That's um, in, that's incredible. That's so impressive. I know you were trying to say that you crushed me before, but this is crushing. That's 13 well, points. I felt so bad about how badly I beat you before that I had to let you win one. Yeah. Get your confidence It's back. just like, I almost had enough, I almost won by enough that I, 
the margin was like an entire player above yours. Like it was your an entire successful player. 13 points is yeah. very good. I was just <laughs> hoping that like it would be better than your best player. That's like another top eight player. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just about. I mean, in fact, if you take... So the best player, we picked the four best players. Yeah, we... So, wait, wait, real, real quick. What am I... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So we thought it would be fun if we figured out what the best possible team would right. have been. Right, yeah. Right? Um, so do who were the best, like, the top MPL players you could pick? Yeah, so the best possible team, the three MPL players you would have chosen would have been Autumn Burchett, who's 18 points, mm-hmm. Andrea Mangucci. 16 points. And then you could choose either uh, Gabe Nassif or Brad Nelson. They both mm-hmm. got 14 points. Yeah. So I picked three of those. So that's right. why I just like and I picked steamrolled. The, I picked the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we we did pretty good with that. That was, I'm pretty right. like impressed with us. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you had the second best possible trio. Of MPL players. Yeah. So it's it's really, it's hard to to kind of, you know, fight against that. But um Pretty cool. I'm like I was very surprised. We left no MPO player left behind. Basically, that got in there. Right. We're kind of right on the money with that. So and that even was PV, great. who I picked, yeah. was in ninth. Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> PV lost to uh, tiebreakers. Basically. Right. Um, so we were really, really close in there. So that was. So by landslide, the best rivals player was Luca Magni. Mm-hmm. Came in the top eight. Yeah. Got fourteen points. After choosing him, you would have chosen any two of the following, who all got ten points. Matt Sperling, Corey Burkhart, Luis Salvato, whom I picked. Yep. Jakob Toth and Jacob Wilson. Yeah. So I almost picked Jacob Wilson too. I thought about it because I was, and you picked him before, so I wanted to take him. But yeah, um, I almost picked Jacob Wilson, but I wanted to try to pick players I didn't pick the yeah. first time. And so I, I, I was with you with that. But yeah. if uh, with that, and then having all the meta decks correct and right. all the top performing and everything, the best possible score you could have gotten. Is 90 points. 90, yeah. Uh, so you're at 68. I'm at 68, good. so that's pretty good. Um, I'm going to shoot for a perfect score next time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to work on your rivals' picks a little bit. Yeah, my so rivals' picks are... percentages uh, here. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think, I think I have some... I think I get the MPL on lock. <laughs> so if I just pick the same deck as you, then... Uh, yeah. Then you can't get max points. Well, I guess if we're both right at the number one slot, then you could still get the two points. But that's true. Well, no, because I only get one for beating you. Oh yeah. So if I just pick the same deck as you, then you can't get max points, that's and I true. crush your dream. Oh, that is that is <laughs> annoying. Okay, maybe uh, we'll have to. No, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, um, yeah. So um, and who won the event? We talked uh, about Brad, the top eight. Brad Barkley. Brad Barkley, a challenger. Yeah, in. a challenger. Okay, so in the top eight, we had uh, four MPL players, one Rivals players, and three challengers. Right. And a challenger took it down. Azorius right. Control took yeah. the tournament. Impressive. Impressive. That wasn't even like something we were thinking about at all. But you, you know what's even more impressive than that? What? Brad Barkley did not lose a single match of Historic. That's The crazy. entire tournament. He went 12-0 and in Historic with That's his Azorius in... Control deck. Same. Yeah. Can't believe that. Yeah. Uh, nobody... I wasn't expecting Azorius Control to do well. I didn't even think it was... I mean, I thought it might be in the tournament a little bit, but it yeah. really just swept. And other than Brad, I mean, not too many other people did well with it from the looks yeah, of Yeah, there it. were some other players that had brought Azorius Control, but he was really the one that just took it down, so yeah, props to him. Yeah, so again, I think we mentioned it, but uh, I got. I feel bad for Paolo. As, as somebody who has finished ninth mm-hmm. on tiebreakers... Yeah. More times than I can count. I know the, I know how bad that feels. So I'm sure Paulo can take it because he has plenty more top finishes in his future. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Paulo, I have a feeling it's because I picked you. 
Yeah. I'm the ninth unbreakers guy. Mm-hmm. I picked you for my team, so you finish ninth unbreakers as well. <laughs> Happens. Does happen. But yeah, we have some metagame, a little bit of metagame stuff for standard to talk about because it didn't yeah. go maybe exactly as most people planned. Yeah. Or um, we planned even. So. Well, one of us planned. Uh, well, one none of us of picked the be- best deck pretty well. Okay. Well, anyway. All right. Sure. All right. <laughs> and uh, it's, I guess it went as Martin Yuza planned because before the event, Martin mm. Yuza actually said Demure Rogues has no bad matchups. And as it turns out, the data from the tournament reflects that. Demure Rogues had a positive win rate against every deck. And one of the most popular decks, you know, the kind of deck to beat was Mono Green Food, and Rogues crushed it at 62.5%. That is so surprising to me. Mm. Just, um, I mean, like, that it did so well. It is a little bit what I was saying, that the people, like, why I chose it. I, I knew it was a bit of a, like, high-risk, high-reward pick. Mm-hmm. Because it hadn't been doing that well in tournaments. Yeah. I think Rogues is basically the best game one deck. Mm-hmm. It kind of just smashes everything game one. The problem is it's so easy to hate on their As soon plan. as you put in all your like escape creatures and stuff. Exactly. So if people are kind of not expecting quite as much Rogues and they're cheating a little bit and not mm-hmm. putting as many escape creatures into their sideboard, yeah. suddenly Rogues has a chance to to soar yeah but also the players who bring it like it's a difficult deck to play so i figured the players who brought it would be confident with it they would have practiced a lot with it mm-hmm. you would really have to convince yourself i think that rogues is the best deck mm-hmm. before choosing to play it where something like gruel or mono green mm-hmm. maybe you did a lot of historic practice and you're like oh, i'll just pick one of the best decks for for the standard yeah. event and rely yeah. on my skill to to win yeah because, well, it was interesting, uh, since the tournament was broken up into 15 matches to get into the top eight, mm-hmm. um, Historic was only seven, and then Standard was eight. Right. Um, but the top eight was all Historic. Yeah. It did seem like there were a lot of people focusing on Historic to make sure that, you know, if you get there, you have what you want to get to the end. Right. Um, but really, Standard is what pushes you in there. Like, you need stand, you need your True. Standard deck yeah, to be good. A, so. There is an extra match. Yeah. But maybe people felt like Standard is just kind of closer. Mm-hmm. The, the metagame did kind of turn out that way, that even the bad matchups yeah. were kind of like 54%. Okay, so then it's really just on... Like, Whereas Historic kind of... Like, Rogues had a 55% win rate as the best deck, and yeah. standard, in Historic it was like 58 something Yeah, like okay. Um, so maybe that's the feeling. There was a really lopsided matchup in Standard. Which is that Gruel Adventures absolutely crushed Teamer Adventures. <laughs> so if you add blue to your deck, for, makes it for Brazen Borrower, so much worse. you just get crushed because yeah. Gruel won seventy one percent of the time against Teamer. That's nuts. Yeah, and so you picked Teamer Adventures as your yeah. Best. Okay, well, uh, I want to say that I think it's it lines up with us both thinking Mono Green Food would be the most popular. Yeah, because you're right. Teamer okay. crushed Mono Green Food. Mm-hmm. But because Gruel was the most popular and apparently dominates Teamer, which I didn't know. I didn't think that either, but I <laughs> that, guess... That's why your pick didn't end up working out, because yeah, everyone well, was playing this deck that apparently dominates Teamer. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess the Teamer Adventures builds, like, I don't know. My, that was... my theory is it's just hard to outrace Embercleave for them. I think so. Unless they have Brazen Borrower at the time that you want to Embercleave. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of them were trimming stuff to try to beat Rogues, because I think Rogues just crushes Teamer because it counters the ultimatum. Yeah, that's like the biggest problem with it. Right. It's like all ultimatums and Ugins and all those Rogues' big things. cheap counter spells. Yeah. So, 
So they probably tried to beat rogues and then apparently made themselves weak to gruel. I guess so. But, uh, yeah. And then, interestingly enough, Mono Green Food was actually the worst performing deck. It had negative or, you know, 50-50, but almost all negative win rates. Mm -hmm. The only thing it beat was Gruel, which was known quantity. That's why Mono Green Food became so popular, because it beats Gruel, and Gruel was everywhere. So... Interesting stuff. I mean, yeah. take what you can, like, can from the, all this uh, data. People, I think what's hard is that, you know, everyone's going to be moving their kind of decisions around and, and thinking what's the best and what's not the best. And, mm-hmm. and, and each tournament, just like, it really just depends on what everyone brings. And then if you brought the deck that, you know, really dunks on that one. And your matchups, of course. But Yeah, the other thing I want to point out is, like, just don't take these win rates as gospel either. Oh, no. Partly because... Like, if you look at some of the people who brought rogues to this event, we're talking, like, Paolo Vitor, Dan mm-hmm. Rosa and his team. We're talking Luca Magni, who's in the Rivals League and made the top eight of this event. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're just going to pick up rogues and pilot it like they yeah, do. Exactly. You won't have the same win rates. I think it might be a little bit easier during some of the league weekends. Well, it, di- it has this weird dilemma. So, like, during league weekends, we have this kind of closed sample size of the same people doing these mm-hmm. uh, decks over and over again or changing, you know, obviously they're changing their decks, but they're all very good players. Yeah. So we don't have people, not that the challengers aren't very good players because obviously one won sure. the whole thing. Yeah. And um, they made it here, so they're, yes. they're at least good. Obviously, <laughs> they're winning tournaments and can get there. But I do think it's just interesting. Just like if a deck tends to match up against more challengers, maybe it's... Yeah, e- either that or or you end up you know running into a bunch of the pros or right. if you're a challenger. Or maybe you're, you don't have the same testing team as other people have. These people have been working with together for a long time. Mm-hmm. They know um, how to kind of find the nuances and everything. And you're a challenger trying to build up your testing team and figure out how to do these kind of intense tournaments. So it really, some of the percentages can can be a little off sometimes. Yeah, and even if, you know, there's 180 players um, in this event, I think these stats are based on something like 600 matches. Yeah. That's still not enough to say with a high degree of confidence, this deck beats this guy. Exactly, yeah. So... It's, it's mostly just for fun and interesting stuff, yeah, but it does tell you a little bit. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I think it is good to know mm-hmm. and to look at and be like, okay, well, Mono Green Food was the thing at the last league weekend that, like, dominated, but it's also because uh, the percentage was there was barely any decks playing it. Right. And they did so well that that percentage goes skyrockets, right? Yeah, I should mention I cheated a little bit that the best performing historic deck was technically Demir Control because only four people brought it. So that's and like, one of them was William Jensen. Yeah. So I think we decided. I forget the exact line we set, but it's some like if I think if it's one of the top six or seven decks played, yeah. we'll consider it for the top best sample size. Mm-hmm. Like it has to have a reasonable sample size. Mm-hmm. So Demir Control technically had a sixty percent win rate, yeah. but with so few pilots. Yeah. Which um, especially with the tournament this big, if it's like a league weekend, it's different because there's a plus like, I needed the points. So. Yeah, well yeah. but it didn't really matter. Just to make it <laughs> slightly less embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, so we just know that Jeff cheats when he That's right. So now I have to do all the counting. I, I admitted to it. So. Okay. So that means it's good? <laughs> yeah. Isn't your job just catching cheaters? <laughs> yeah. I always prefer when they admit to it. Okay. All yeah. right. So I didn't even have to ask you but you admitted. <laughs> Great. So Jeff cheated, I win by default, yeah. even though I already won. So yeah, who knows who would have won if I hadn't cheated, but yeah. you know, it's and <laughs> it's a default victory. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now the the score is one to one. That's so right. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually feeling pretty good now. Before it was, you know, one in the hole. Ah, felt kind of bad about it. Didn't know how I felt about going into this, but 
Now, one thing we may kind of want to tweak the system just a little bit for these events, because one thing that was a bit yeah. disappointing was basically on day two, we both knew you were going to win. Yeah. Because essentially I had two players that didn't make day two and you had only one. So, so I had an days, extra player. Yeah, an extra player. Um, so short of my player winning the whole event and none of your players top eighting or something mm -hmm. like that. Or just having a miserable... Like Autumn was um, undefeated going into day two. Right. Uh, so that really pushes... I mean, I just immediately have seven points. And right. It, so um, maybe we want to figure out some way that, you know... I think maybe with the call time championship, we might tweak the points a little bit. Yeah. But um, uh, I don't think it really would have mattered. Like we said, you, your team was a whole top eight player better than mine exactly. this, this week. Yeah. So, so uh, but if you have any like suggestions on how, if you do fantasy leagues like this yeah. with your friends, please just like hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Arena Regulars and tell us what your scoring system is because we're still trying to figure out what we want ours to be. Yeah. This was still uh, fun, but I was a bit, you know, I signed, I, logged in or looked at the stats mm -hmm. uh, at the start of day two and I was like oh, I'm pretty fucked yeah and we were watching the games together yeah. <laughs> he was like well I'm pretty sure you won I was like I think I did yeah. <laughs> it's all a mood point I'm still gonna cheer for my players yeah <laughs> so I mean like maybe it's just like the way that tournaments go as opposed to league weekends where you know everyone's gonna play all the games so yeah you never know um has a little bit of a different feel um, so we'll see. Maybe we'll we'll figure something out. Um, and we considered maybe choosing more rivals players. Oh know. yeah, if we choose more rivals players, uh, maybe twice as many or something like that. Just because um, there are so many rivals players compared to MPLers. Yeah. So, who knows? But we'll we don't see. want the rivals to be more important than the MPL. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So tell us if you have any suggestions with that mm -hmm. and what you thought about the the Zeneca Rising Championship. Um, but with that, I definitely need another beer. This has been empty for quite a while. Yeah. All right. Let's get, let's grab another beer then. <laughs> we forgot to crack our beers on, on t camera again. No, mine was real. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> mm. So I got the Aurora. Nope. Aura. That was a beer we had before. <laughs> yeah. Then I have the Aura. Yeah, um, if you need a help remembering it, just think about the worst historic deck. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ouch. That hurts me yeah. right in the feels. Damn. I have, I have data to back it Cutting up. me deep. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Yeah, I'm actually... So we're going to our um, Arena Open topics right now. And basically, spoiler alert, I'm not going to play Auras in it. Um, I wish I could, but I just don't think it's going to work out for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so the reason we're going to talk about the Arena Open is because it's yeah. coming up. It's December, coming up this weekend. December 12, 13. 12 and 13, Saturday and Sunday. That's right. Um, so you're going to want to join on Saturday, so the yes. 12th. Uh, anyone can enter mm -hmm. as long as you pay the fee. And you have an Arena account and can play Magic. Yeah, it's 4,000 gems or it's 20,000 gold. Yes. That's for both best of one and best of three options. Mm-hmm. You have either one. Mm -hmm. The payout structure is kind of the same as, as it was last time. Yeah, it's, I think it's exactly the same. Right. Um, basically, you can look into it yourself and decide which one you want to play. But my mm -hmm. experience was that uh, it was preferable for me to play best of one. Yeah. The reason is that best of three is very unforgiving. If you lose a single match, you're out. Mm -hmm. And best of one, you're allowed to lose two games, basically. So yeah. you, you have a little more of a buffer. That was my experience with it because sometimes you just run into a rogue deck that 
is a terrible like you know from this past event that mm-hmm. we were just talking about Reed Duke ran into somebody playing mono white nine lives lockout and Sultai just can't do anything about it yeah so you're just like that's it like you can't like that could happen to you and then you're just done yeah uh, whereas if that happens in best of one, you have another shot. Like yeah. Uh, so I preferred best of one, even though I I tend to really prefer best of three in terms of actually playing for constructed. Yeah. I like best of one and limited, but I I don't really like it in constructed. They try to balance it a little bit because best of three is better payouts for not getting there. So with best of three, um, you have to get max wins, which is four wins. You get five thousand gems and then qualification for day two. Right. And the nice thing about that is you get more than your money back because it's 4,000 gems to enter. Yes. And if you get three wins, you still get 5,000 gems. You just miss out on the qualification. Exactly. So that's the trade-off. It's a little more cutthroat in that you can only lose once. But if you get to three wins, you actually earned gems. Whereas in best of one, you never earn gems. Even if you make it all the way, you only get 2,000 gems back. Seven wins is 2,000 gems, which is, to me, feels crazy. But it almost like... is it. It feels a little bit like it's pushing you to go best of three because you can kind of play all day. Yeah. If you get high enough, you can keep going. I guess we, I don't know if we mentioned that. We can say it again though if we did. You're, you can enter as many times as you want. Yes. So if you get eliminated on your first try, if you want to spend another 4,000 gems, just jump right back in. Yeah. What I'll say about this is please try to set like a, a number of times you want to enter exactly. beforehand. And don't go over that, because or like how many, how much gems you want to spend, right? This is the kind of thing that can get addicting, and you can get people throwing another hundred dollars down to get another twenty thousand gems to keep jumping into this event. Yeah. Uh, to really us. recommends you know save up golden gems beforehand and say I'm going to enter this three times. If I don't make it, I yeah, don't make plan it. for it. Yeah, um, I know I'm going to enter it once, and I'm going to do my best. And if yeah. I get there, I get there. If I don't, I don't. Um, that's how. That's what I've allotted. And that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Like last time I had two. I yeah. said I'll do two. But because I got to three wins in the best of three, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that gives you more than your gems back, I was like, okay, I got, okay. A, I got a free roll on that, and then I made it. I qualified in the third run. Yeah. So he qualified for day two. And then what happened in day two again? Uh, I don't remember. I was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's our other thing. Say, if you, if you do this, just remember, um, if you get a token for day two, there is a two-hour sign-up period on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to sign up for your day Yeah, two. don't sleep through it like I did. Like, look up all the rules. <laughs> They're written everywhere. Yeah. You can figure it out. It's not that complicated, but no. apparently a doctor can't do it, so yeah. <laughs> better watch out. <laughs> well, I don't know if I was officially a doctor at that point. So. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And it's a doctor of math. You know, It's not like I'm a real doctor. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, so it's these are really fun events. I do encourage you to try to save up some gold and jump in if you can, mm-hmm. um, because it's kind of a way for you to like test out playing a competitive event. Yeah, you know, right on arena, right from home, at your own discretion, because you can play the matches yeah. any point during the day. But the big thing is that you are trying to qualify to get into the Call Time Championship. Essentially, this is the road to getting into the Call Time Championship. We just said the Zenica Rising Championship. Yeah. Those challengers are people that went through a similar system to get to there. Right. If you want to, I mean, you can do it for fun, which is what I'm doing because I'm not, I don't think I'm actually going to get anywhere. I'm not pushing too hard. You never know. Well, you never know. Um, So, but, uh, but this is kind of how you get there. If you're wondering how did uh, Brad Barkley get into a position where he could win? Mm -hmm. This is how. This is one, one, this is one of the, one of the ways you can do it. And, you know, worth mentioning if you, 
get six wins on day two, you get a thousand bucks. Yeah. So and if you get seven wins, you get two thousand bucks. So there you go. In addition to qualifying for this another other event that you can then qualify for the yes. championship. For. And so that event uh, for December, this one is qualifying you for that December one. The December Kaldheim Qualifier Weekend mm-hmm. is uh, December nineteenth and twentieth, and it's also historic. It's also historic. Yeah. Um, good, uh, just to remember. I don't know if this was the same way as last time, but if you have if you get five wins on day two, you're qualified. You're I think qual- be- before it was seven wins. Oh, maybe. So you're qualified for the qualifier weekend. Yes, you're qualified. Okay, so this is how we break it down. It's yeah. very. It sounds weird, but at the Arena Open. If you make it to day two and you get... If you qualify for day two. Okay, to make it confusing. Okay, so (laughs) if you qualify for day two, you have to get five wins to go to the qualifier for the Kaldheim Championship, which is the next weekend, December 19th and 20th, where you have to qualify to get into the championship. And that's a very similar event. There's day one and day two. Yes. And it's like first to seven wins or three losses both. Or on day one, and seven wins or two losses on day two. Yeah, same same kind of thing. And if you get six or seven wins on day two, that's how you qualify yeah. for the event. That but I, I do know it's kind of a big deal because the last arena open, uh, you had to get seven wins on day two to, to qualify for the qualifier. Mm-hmm. Now you only need five. So this one's um, kind of more... There'll be just more people qualifying for the qualifier. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're already ridiculous quali- if you're, to say. <laughs> if you're already qualified for the qualifier, like yeah. some uh, yeah. some people. Jeff is qualified. He's he's playing. He might this. be playing on the 19th. We don't know. Your your Christmas plans seem like Yeah, I'm going to play. Yeah, okay, yeah. you're going to play at least the 19th. Um, <laughs> you might change. Yeah. He might change his plans uh, <laughs> so that he can play Hey, man, I want to make in this championship yeah. so I can pick myself next, next fantasy draft. You're not allowed to pick yourself. <laughs> can you I can, just add no, my points? You to can <laughs> only pick MPL and Rivals players. Those are the rules. You can't, play, you we'll, can't pick challengers. We'll, we'll discuss it. Yeah. yeah. You, you could replace one of your MPL players with yourself. How about that? I will uh, allow that. No, I think any match wins I get should just be added to my fantasy point total. No. No. <laughs> Don't worry, man. I'm not going to get any. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Maybe you could replace your, you could replace a rivals in player. In this with fantasy yourself. world where I qualify for that tournament, I still don't think I'd get any match wins. So it's all going to be okay. You might, uh, you might get two. Yeah, you'll be Ben Stark. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not oh, that you're ben. terrible, Ben, but uh, we actually love you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, and know it sounds super confusing because that chunk of time we were just talking about it. Didn't make any sense at all. Yeah, but I had a great time. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. Um, so let's you, talk about the event. Historic, yes. Right? The qualifying. Like, how would I practice for this event, you know? So there's this awesome new tool that uh, <laughs> Watsi has given us. Uh, the FNM for this week is Historic All Access, and that's exactly what it sounds like. It means on Friday, you can play any Historic deck you want, and you can build it. Even if the cards aren't in your collection, you can build it and play it. This is really great. Like right before the big historic event, they just let you practice with any historic deck so you don't have to waste wild cards. Yeah, it's amazing. Also, no, most play. of the time, the FNM start on Thursday night mm-hmm. before Friday. So uh, if you stay up uh, later on Thursday to start practicing, you almost get like two days out of it. Yeah. I'm definitely going to look at this because that's awesome. Like that is, I, I just, I'm in a position where I'm trying to figure out what deck I'm going to play. Right. And I'm also in a position where I can only build one deck if I have to craft a new one. And this is a perfect, perfect situation where I can play a bunch of decks and see which one I like and what I think will do well. 
Not to mention it combines perfectly with the fact that we just had a big historic tournament by the pros. Exactly. Where you get 181 deck lists to look at. Yeah. You can just go to the magic.gg website, go to this past event deck lists, and see every deck list from the event. Yeah. And copy one of those, bring it into the FNM, and see how you like it. Yeah. And then be like, oh, next one. Click, click. And oh, next one. For the league weekends, we were saying like it's such a sort of close-knit metagame mm -hmm. that maybe just copying a deck list isn't the best idea. You'd want to yeah. tweak it. I think this tournament is much more reasonable to just take a deck list. Absolutely. From. This is definitely the kind of place where copying and pasting is a, is a good idea. Um, I do think there are going to be a lot of people playing the Azorius control deck that Brad Barkley played yeah. because he won. So just, I would say, watch out for that. If you want to do that, that is totally cool. But mm -hmm. that might be influencing a lot of what people will be playing in the Arena Open. Right. And Autumn's Goblin list as the yeah. second place list. So uh, And people just love goblins. You're, you're going to see goblins in a historic event no yeah, matter what. Absolutely. Even if goblins sucks. Even if they like ban Muxus, people will still play goblins, I think. Yeah. Uh, Go people just love goblins. So I mean, you, sh you goblins should expect cool. goblins. Yeah. yeah, expect goblins. Um, expect Uro, expect, you know... Yeah, maybe we should decks. mention that. We could, we're not going to go into the same whole, you know, percentage thing. Uh, no. Uh, I'm done with those. I'm done with percentages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're one beer deeper now. So. Yeah, so I can't, uh, I can't <coughs> screw with that. But we do yet. have the same data, and basically what you need to know is the only decks that had high win rates were four-color mid-range, Sultai mid-range, and Rakdos Sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Everything else had negative win percentages against the field. Yeah. And Sultai and Four Color were top number one and number two mm -hmm. by a healthy margin. So it, basically what that's telling us is that Uro is still king. Yeah. Uro is still the best card in this format. And Play so, Uro when you can. Yeah. You should have a good reason not to be playing an Uro deck. Yeah. Now that reason can be, I don't have the wild cards for that. That yeah. is a good reason, you know? But if you have all these Uros and Thoughts eases in your collection, you're like, you know what? I'm going to play five-color you know, mid-range or five-color control. Mm -hmm. you, you should have to convince yourself. And again, fun is another good reason. Yeah, absolutely. But make sure you have a reason, right? Yeah. yeah. So just pick, pick the reason why you want to do this tournament, um, what you think is uh, going to be beneficial to you. Sometimes it's um, you know, winning prizes, going to day two, having a winning record. That's mine. I just want to have a winning record. That's all. Um, that's your goal. That's my goal. I just mm -hmm. want to have a winning record, um, which uh, hopefully shouldn't be that hard. Are you going to play best of one or best of three? I'll probably play best of one, actually. Yeah. So if you um, go like 4-2. 4-2? 4 I'd feel better about. I think 3-2 I'd be like, eh, yeah. I don't feel great. 4-2 mm -hmm. I think I'd be happy and I could walk away with my head held high. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like this is just... I'm very excited that they're doing this FNM because um, I'm going to be utilizing it just a ton um, just to figure out exactly what I want to do. And I would like them to do this more. Yeah, the, this really cool move from Wizards. Yeah, like, why not? Mm -hmm. It just seems like, hey, play all these decks. Like, people are always kind of complaining about not having enough wild cards to build decks, and they want to build any kind of crazy thing they want. Mm -hmm. This is also the perfect time to just build the crazy historic deck that you're like, well, I don't want to sure. spend four mythic wild cards on this, like random card I'm never going to use in anything else. Yeah, yeah, this event doesn't have to just be for testing for the event. No, this can be for, can be for anything, fun. yeah. But it is smart if you're a person that wants to test for fun, mm -hmm. keeping track of when these tournaments are, because they might have this like more and more. Because right. it really seems like just a great way to get people interested and in working 
uh, into these tournaments. Yeah. Like definitely. normally I like if I was in a situation where I couldn't test a lot of stuff, I might be more hesitant to actually be in the arena open. Right. But because that I feel like I have just a free day to do figure it out. Um, I've been wanting a new historic deck anyway, so this is a perfect yeah. opportunity to just like. I was gonna say, especially since the historic deck you have had a thirty point six percent win rate. Well, that's because I wasn't playing in the tournament. It got beat. It got beat <laughs> by other. Uh, <laughs> at forty six. But you know what other is? Other is the mono white prison deck. So yeah, <laughs> that beat Reed. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, yeah, Auras cannot beat that deck ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other thing, one thing just from the, the last thing I wanted to say about these win percentages is when I look at it, it looks like Yasharn, like there was some question of whether or not Yasharn would still be good at hosing the sacrifice decks because everybody knows about it mm -hmm. and people are playing Chandra's and, and ways to kill it and get around it. It doesn't seem like that mattered. Yasharn, the four color mid-range deck had a 67% win rate against Jund and a 60% win rate against Rakdos. Yeah. The Sultai deck did well against Jund as well, but got crushed by Rakdos. So adding Yasharn into the mix let you beat the Rakdos sacrifice deck. Yeah. So I'm still thinking Yasharn is something to play in this event. I, I, yeah, I think so too. Get that pig, man. Yeah. I don't know, did you see uh, Andrea Mangucci had the, had uh, the, the, hat, yeah. the pig hat? That was pretty funny. <laughs> well, he got it because the Mythic Invitational that he won... He won with Endre's Forerunners. Oh. So his friend got him the pig hat oh. for Endre's Forerunners. And so he was wearing it for this tournament because he was pretty playing sharp. That's yeah. pretty funny. Um, though you can see that uh, at a certain point during his Goblins matchup, he took off the yeah. hat <laughs> and put it down because he's like, um, I need to just focus right now. Yeah. I'm getting a little too... The uh, hat was unlucky. A little too cute yeah. with it. Autumn top deck to Muxus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I was going to play Bant. I've, I've been talking about Bant for yeah. a few weeks, and I have a really good record with it. The problem is that the Bant deck that I play is, it's basically blue-white control, mm -hmm. and I splash green for Uro because it's the best card in the format, and mm -hmm. Yasharn because it's the best sideboard card in the format. Yeah. And it's been really successful. But other than that, other than those cards I'm splashing, mm -hmm. my deck is very, very similar to Brad Barkley's. Mm. And he just won the event, and now people are going to be expecting that deck. That, and they're, yeah. So I'm going to get some like incidental hate that's hate. meant for him yeah. that's now going to be so... I'm a little disappointed that Brad won. <laughs> Uh, like nothing against Brad, obviously, I know, but I was like, been... I want Azorius control to get crushed yeah. and nobody to think it's a good deck. It should have been goblins. That's what yeah. it <laughs> But so the way most people were building Bant before was, I call it just bad Sultai. Mm -hmm. They were playing Gross Spiral and Nissa and stuff. And they're just like, I'm playing Sultai, but not Thought Season Fatal Push for some not, reason. Not the good guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and the way I built Bant was... I called it good Azorius control because mm -hmm. I just take Azorius control, cut the crappy cards, and put in Uro and Yashar. Yeah. Um, but now people are expecting Azorius control. So. <laughs> so what are you gonna do? Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna test on this Thursday, yeah, Friday F and M mm -hmm. thing. I'm gonna mm -hmm. I think I'm gonna register an Uro deck. I think. It, yeah. It seems crazy to me. Uro just keeps beating everyone. And yeah, I think I. Yeah, I'll probably play an Uro deck as well. And I have Uro in my collection. So. I also have Uro <laughs> in my collection. So, um, yeah, I haven't really played with Uro very much, uh, mm -hmm. just because I was kind of like, kind of like <laughs> yeah. get away. Um, I, I get that, you know. Yeah, but uh, but you know, might as well try 
to just just play it. it till it gets banned, you know. Basically, I mean, <laughs> I might as well because at a certain point it's going to be like, hey, do you remember when you, we could play Uro? And I'm like, no, I didn't play Uro. No, ever. I uh, stubbornly. I was uh, yeah, yeah, kind of an ass about it and just like refused to play it. So yeah. I'll, I'll probably throw together some sort of Uro deck, and um, I mean that's what I'm assuming will end up happening. But I will have some fun along the way. Yeah, I don't exactly know what that fun's going to be, but it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> There was a Bant deck that did okay in the uh, in the championship. Yeah. It was a single player on Bant. And they built their deck entirely around uh, Tail's End. Yeah. They have yeah. four Tail's End. <laughs> so what is Tail's End? Just so there's not, not everyone remembers what that card is. Yeah. It's like one in a blue for a source or instant. <laughs> uh, not a source for you. It's an instant. And it counters an activated or triggered ability or a legendary spell. Yes. The crazy thing about this deck is it just goes all in on this plan. Mm-hmm. So it plays the Gideon, uh, the Gideon, Gideon of the Trials, Gideon of the Trials, which combos with um, Pact of Negation. Pact of Negation. Yeah. But you can also tails end the Pact of Negation trigger when you have to pay for it. Oh, so you only have to pay two instead of five. Yeah, but it also costs you an extra card. It's it's a lot like a Force of Will at that point. Yeah. Uh, which you know it's not a card we should talk about because it's not on arena. Yeah, you can't play Force of Will. Uh, but then you can also. You can also counter the trigger that makes you sacrifice your Uro. Right. So you just play... For five mana, you just play Uro, basically. Yeah. Oh, he plays a Lotus Field, which makes you sack two lands when it ends the battlefield. You can counter, you counter the sack trigger, and thing. then it's just a, a ramp it, spell. It's just a uh, Gilded Lotus that costs two. Right. The other thing about um, Lotus Field is that you untap it with Teferi, and you get a lot more that. mana. Interesting. So the deck actually, when I first saw it, I just wrote it off immediately. But now I'm like, actually, actually, it's pretty fun. Tails End is doing a lot of crazy things in this deck, Uh, and then it also just a lot of the spells in Historic are that you want to counter are legendary, like Nissa, Uro, obviously, uh, Narset, Muxus, Muxus, exactly. you could even let it resolve and counter the Muxus trigger if for some reason you wanted to do that. Uh, yeah, be- well, because you can chump Muxus all day, right? Yeah, but it's probably still better to just counter the Muxus. Probably. But, hey. <laughs> but at least give them the hope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know you're going to Wrath of God anyway. <laughs> yeah, you, just, you have Wrath in your hand. You're yeah. just like, you, well, you'll survive that turn because I'll probably get haste off of the, the top. But um, that's yeah. pretty funny. Um, actually, that sounds pretty fun. I did see that list as well, um, and it was floating around Twitter and stuff, so I, I think I actually might try The more I looked at it, the more I was like, all right, actually, Maybe. Tails End is doing some ridiculous things. Maybe this seems pretty It cool. still seems a bit too gimmicky to me. I don't know. Like, gimmicky sounds great to <laughs> Yeah. Me. I don't know. Like, if you just don't have this Gideon or Tails End, then Pact of Negation is so bad. Yeah. So... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to be a control deck and have to pay I do five like... during my main phase. Yeah. Unless that five mana is for Teferi and it untaps two lands. Yeah. yeah. I do like the Lotus Field Teferi thing. I think I might even just put that in one of my decks. That's pretty good. Because Lotus Field also puts two cards in the graveyard for Uro. Like, I don't think it's that bad to just play Lotus Field. That does seem pretty good. Interesting. Yeah. Actually, I'm, so more Bant stuff is actually what I'm looking forward to. I do like Black a lot, but it just seems more fun to do something a little bit different just because I've seen the Sultai a lot. Yeah, and I've been beating Sultai with Bant. Um, Interesting. It okay. just kind of goes the way that uh, it's basically we're very similar decks, but they have Thoughtseize and we have Counterspells. Mm-hmm. And then Counterspells tend to be a bit better because 
both those things kind of trade one for one in the early game. Yeah. But a late game top decked thought seize is usually bad, but a late game top decked counter spell is usually good. Yeah. Are you playing Dovin's Veto in your I played on the sideboard, yeah. Okay. For like uh, mirror matches or, or other counter control decks? Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Sideboarded games te- against these blue decks tend to be all about Narsets and Shark Typhoons. Okay. Um, so you want to you wanna counter the Narsets, and then I'm playing Brazen Borrowers in the sideboards to beat Shark Typhoon. I don't know if that's Got good it. yet, but I'm trying it. I think it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'll get that. I do like uh, bouncing a big Shark token. It's always fun. Yeah, exactly. I, I just love just, like, <laughs> just shitting on tokens a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well... Then it's good news for you that your opponent can only have 250 of them now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's only 250? That's fine. All right, I'll brazen borrow over that one. How do you th- bounce that guy? You attack with all of them? Sell the wreckage. Do you have 250? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen. No one's really playing uh, Scoots Warman Historic anyway, so... <laughs> I don't know. I'll run into the guy that is, though. Yeah, like, You will go off. And, and you're like, his what? 250 yeah. tokens. <laughs> yeah. And they're all mutated yeah. from the, whatever that card is. Auspicious uh, something. Starix. Starix, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, after having this little discussion, I think I'm pretty excited about uh, doing some Bant, uh, Bant fun stuff and, and figuring out exactly what uh, what's going to happen. It's definitely fun. I highly recommend the Narset uh, memory combo. Yeah, okay. It makes you a terrible person. Yeah. But, you know, it wins immediately. So. Yeah, basically, <laughs> they just, they'll just they just concede to that. Yeah. Um, I, usually, they concede the match, in my experience, because they just don't want to have to deal with that shit. They're like, no, I'm not. If you're that person <laughs> you're the guy I, playing who that does combo, that, I'm not going to do that. Get even, out of here. Even in Mythic, I had somebody concede the match. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're at Mythic, you're like, fine, I don't know. True, care. true, yeah. If I was in Diamond, they'd probably... Yeah, it's, they'd, they'd be still fighting for it. Right. Um, yeah, I'm actually almost more excited now for the FNM than I am for the tournament this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to play a bunch of decks that I haven't been able to play. Right. Like, even if there was no tournament this weekend, I still think it's cool to put it the Friday after the historic event so I can I, try those deck lists. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really good idea. I don't know... It seems like they might have done this before, but I haven't really heard about it. I I, I didn't know either. Yeah, so it might be brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say, let's do it again. Let's do more of them. As, yeah. many, as much as possible. Every time you want to do an arena open, put one of these before it. Yeah, um, just so, because players will, well, they'll do it. Um, and we'll tell you. Well, we'll tell you probably just about the day of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's when the podcast comes out. But um, yeah. All the uh, more incentive to listen to the podcast right away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so listen right on Thursday. Thursday morning during the update, listen to us. Um, but uh, we're getting a little tipsy here, I feel. <laughs> I think we need to talk about these beers. We're kind of getting to that uh, that point, I think. Beer time. It's beer time. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. So what do you feel about, how do you feel about this beer? <laughs> <laughs> Which beer are you talking we're about? We're talking about um, Aura. So Aura. we were talking about Auras earlier. So let's talk about this Aura beer. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. put this at like 30%. Uh, oh, no. You're talking about the beer, not the deck. Oh, not, oh yeah, okay. God. Can you stop that? Man. Okay, I get it. My deck is terrible. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. My deck's bad against Thoughtseize. It's bad against, yeah. They nobody added, plays that. Yeah, just everyone. Yeah, basically, they. we were talking about this earlier. So if you're an Auras player, most of the time you'll like be fine with one creature and a couple Auras in your hand to start the game. Turn one Thoughtseize, take the creature, you're screwed. Like <laughs> concede. You, you just if you don't draw another creature in the next two turns, you just just stop playing. It just yeah. gets really bad. 
Anyway, the beer though, it's pretty good. It is good. Yeah, I'm okay. I want to. I want us to focus on being harder on these beers. Okay. okay. I really think that we're just being lenient. We're just throwing platinums all over the place. But remember, from a scale of one to six, platinums a four. Yeah, it's because I'm kind of thinking of you know, like bronze and silver is like your macro brews. Bronze is I so so for me. Bronze is. Uh, I don't want to have to drink this again. Like, I barely want to even finish like it's it right bad. now. That's bad, right? Okay. Because what else do we have for bad? We have nothing. Since there are very few beers that are actually like that for me. Yes. You know, it's mostly like, I'll take another one of these if this is what we have. Yeah, I mean, like, if I, if I, I like get a free reign of choice, totally. I won't choose this one. Yeah, I like drinking quite a bit, but I'm assuming most beers will not be bronze. Right. Because it'll be like, I can we just, I don't want. Yeah, just, that, that's kind of how I feel. No. Like, no, I, I can almost finish this one, but. Mm-hmm. If we ever are, like, vomiting on stream. That's basically <laughs> how I feel about bronze, right? Yeah. Okay, so bronze is terrible. Right. Right? Silver is, No like, offense to anyone who's in bronze. Yeah, well, there's also nothing wrong with being bronze. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, it's a good place to start to work up past, right? Yeah. Including your beer. If your beer's terrible, you have all the equipment already to make beer. Yeah. Just make a better just one next better, time. Yeah. yeah. Um, silver is macro, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, I can, I, I kind of, there, every once in a while I like being in it. It's kind of swimming around. Mm-hmm. I can almost feel like I can drink as much as I want and eventually <laughs> I'm going to just get pushed up uh, yeah. or pushed out of the bar. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, like that's kind of what I feel like. Uh, I'm thinking like buds, you know, Bud Light, anything like that mm-hmm. where it's like, this is good, but like it has... Molson Canadian. It, yeah, Molson Canadian. Um, that actually has a little bit higher on my mm-hmm. record. Me just, too, yeah. Well, because I'm not used to it, so it's just still kind of exciting. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> so Molson, though. It's an American company. It's Molson Coors. It's Molson Coors, but like they do all that stuff out of Calgary, right? I don't know. Because Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's how I kind of feel about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, gold is like, gold is the one we can play with a little bit more. I feel like we've been a, afraid to touch gold. Okay. Gold is like, yeah, it's good. It's, it's a three, you know, it's a three out of six. It's, yeah. it's fine. It's not better than fine. It's, it's good. It's fine. It's yeah. Platinum's like, okay. It'll I'll... always make your deck, but you're never exactly. excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then platinum is like, um, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of push a little bit closer to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll see when I can fit it into my deck. Um, I want to have it in my fridge when I can. Diamond's like, I went to the store looking for this, and I, I want to have it. And Mythic is like, um, it's the best thing ever, and I only yeah. open it on special occasions. Yeah. Right? Not going to lie, my default has just kind of been platinum. I know, and I feel like we should move our default to gold. Okay. You and know? then something has to like work its way out of gold. Yeah. Like, like you do. Yeah, yeah, you got to work your way out of gold. That's Okay, here we go. You can get to gold just by playing. Yes. Because you don't lose any... Like, as long as your win rate is not zero, yeah. you will eventually get to gold. Exactly. Whereas gold, I think, is when you start needing a, a little bit... Like a 40% win rate or something no, like no, that. No, no, gold is the same as the others. You still get two... But uh, I think you only get half... You don't decrease as much for a loss. I think you, you get more points Yeah, yeah, in gold, in gold, you still get two and then down one right. and then two down so one. So you don't right. need, like, above 50% to... Yes, increase. exactly. Yeah. But then when you get to platinum, that's when it changes. Yeah. Um, After platinum, it's like you need over fifty percent mm-hmm. win rate to make any headway. Exactly. <clears throat> so I think that platinum, we just we throw it out willy nilly. I think. Okay. We gotta maybe maybe rain it back. So I'm gonna give this gold. 
<laughs> Is this just because you wanted to insult my beer? I just went through that entire thing just to tell you that I don't like I don't you like beer. the beer you took. I think the beer is fine. I think it's um, fine. Um, I like the can. Uh, the beer tastes uh, fine. I would drink it again. I probably won't pick it up again. Um, but if it's uh, around, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I liked the, the can design. And I think the can design, I don't think that... I'm I'm a little wait. What was the it won an award or something? What was the brewery? Not the oh beer. the oh the brewery, not the yeah. beer. Okay, well that was a mistake on your part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. I found the beer totally fine. And, yeah, it's good. But nothing really stood out about it to me. It yeah, kind of exactly. just tastes like an IPA. I'm not going to write to home about this. Um, yeah, so I was going to give it platinum, but uh, it sounds like that's gold now. We're, we're changing it to okay. gold. <laughs> okay, it's gold. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, how did you like the Black Lager? The Black Lager. Yeah. It's actually, I liked it quite a bit. Um, yeah. I think it was better than some other Black Lagers I've had. Mm-hmm. It definitely feels like it might be one of the best black lagers okay um but it at the same time it has that kind of um not too beefy not too heavy uh yeah good good kind of like roasted coffee flavor almost um but not uh thick um doesn't weigh me down a bit i like it i would probably drink it again so i'm gonna give that one platinum um Yeah, so you're right on board with me. I was going to give the one I brought platinum and this one diamond, but it sounds like we're kind of shifting everything down. I, I want to be a little bit... Well, we'll shift everything down. One. Everything down. So every rating we've ever given. Just kidding. That's yeah. not true. Except the mythic ones. Those probably just... Yeah, stay the mythics mythic. will stay at mythic. Um, but yeah, I think... Uh, you can't you can't get demoted, right? So we can't do that. We can't, You can't get demoted from mythic. You can't get demoted um, from any rank. So you, like, That's true. You know, okay. Yeah, that, yeah, we can't really do that. I can't move any down. Um, I mean, like, maybe if I'm putting it together... I'll put all yours down one and mine stay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think I like the, I just like that, uh, yeah. the black lager. I also just really like black lagers in general if yeah. they're good. And this one is good. It's good. It's yeah. not the best black lager I've ever had, actually. I can't. So I don't think of it as the black lager. What's, what's the best black, black lager you've had? I really like one called, from Silversmith. Um, it's out of Niagara Falls. Isn't this Silversmith? The brewery? Yeah, this is Silversmith. This is Silversmith. Yeah. <laughs> This is Silversmith. Oh my God. Yeah, this is the Silversmith Black Lager. But is this the same one I had before? I don't know, but it's the Black Lager from Silversmith, so. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut all of that out. <laughs> I can cut that out if you want. Um, well, you know what? This is the best Black Lager I've ever had. So. <laughs> uh, no, I think it is more an affinity for the style than anything. Yeah. But. I agree. It's good. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll be choosing. All right. Well, let's just let's just do that now. All right. So, Jeff, what'd you uh, what'd you pick? <laughs> I picked my favorite black logger. <laughs> the black logger. The black logger from yeah. Silversmith. It is the best black logger that Jeff's ever had. That's correct. Yeah. And what did you pick? The same thing. All right. So yeah. this is just an all-around Zach wins episode, yeah, I guess. That's nice. Yeah. Zach wins the. I wouldn't get used to draft. It. Uh, <laughs> Zach wins the beer thing. That's why I've been harping on auras so much. If yeah, I guess it. you just knew. You're like, you know what? I gotta give him some shit or something. Yeah. I, I can respect that. That's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so black loggers all around. It's great. Um, it's a platinum beer, which is the new uh, diamond. Diamond. Yeah. 
Platinum's the new diamond. That sounds pretty bad. Yeah. It's not a good thing. Um, uh, but with that, I think we kind of talked about some magic. So um, if you want to reach us, that'd be awesome. You can reach us at Arena Regulars on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, or you can find us on MTG Arena under the username Arena Regulars Podcast. Also, if you like the show, could you please review us on Apple Podcasts? That'd be super awesome. Yeah. Uh, it helps us out a lot. Um, if you don't like the show... Uh, just don't review us at all yeah. and just go somewhere just else. Just go find our social media and tell us why. So yeah, yeah. tell improve. us why you don't like it. Yes, yeah, yeah. find our social media, but don't leave a review until we can talk to you about it first. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> and and if you could just subscribe on whatever you do listen to, if it's not oh, Apple yeah. Podcasts, it's not review-based, that'd just, be great just, too. Yeah, just follow or, you know, well, just keep listening to the show. We yeah. like that as well. So, mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. And thank you to our one listener. Yeah, which is you. I, yeah, you're the one. Listener. Definitely going to leave a review now. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> one listener, leave a review because you're the best, and we we like you. Yeah. Uh, and with that, uh, cheers and good night. All right, that's fine. <laughs>